0: Welcome to the Grace Vineyard Podcast, where we are building growing communities of worshipers who are becoming like Christ, empowered to do His work. We hope you enjoy this message. You know, class, some of you know that I was a high school teacher once. Paul can testify, he was one of my students, and, uh, and those who are disorderly may have to stay after class, Steve, so, uh, you know, I, uh, I had, the I, I want to say, first of all, I was at the men's retreat last week, how many men were at the men's retreat, yes, awesome, want, kudos to Snake, for stepping up and taking the responsibility to put that together was awesome, and uh, and of course his right hand man Michael, and Stephen from the, my booth buddy who actually spoke, which is amazing. Uh, so that was and it was great. Um, I do have to say though, I was I had to come back early uh, to work the booth last week, and I was a little dismayed because when I got here to church, it turns out. That while the men were up on the mountaintop, seeking God's face, that the women had brought in a tall, young, extremely handsome preacher (laughs) with long brown hair flowing down to his shoulders and shining in the sun to entertain themselves. And men, I just wanted you to know what was going on while you were up on the mountain, so so just didn't want you to be deceived. So you might want to have a conversation with about that over lunch. The eye candy preacher, Luke Brecker. Okay, so he did a great job talking about uh, dimensions of the kingdom of God. Just a kind of a trippy, uh, trippy concepts there. So you might want to go back and listen to that. So I. Uh, You ever get an earworm where, like, you hear a song and you can't get it out of your head? Right? And then, and so, and then, like, you know, someone's, like, just humming something or whistling, and you're on the radio, it's like, dang it, can't get it out of there. Well, I've had a kind of an earworm scripture for a few years that's really been bugging me, and I just can't get it out of my head. So, it's in the Luke 10, uh... And it's Jesus is out walking around with his disciples, like he often is. And it says, Jesus and his disciples were on their way, as they were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now, I want to point out here that there's at least 12 able-bodied men in the room, too, probably plus Lazarus, who was Martha and Mary's brother, right, and probably many others. But Martha's, you know, she's focused on Mary. And, of course, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, that few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And for me, I'm I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, okay, only one. Only one thing, is. Jesus just said, only one thing is needed. What is it? I'd kind of like to know. What's the one thing that's needed? And then it goes on, and we don't, he doesn't explain it. You know, sometimes you get a parable, he explains it. Sometimes he just moves on. In this case, he just moved on. It kind of reminds me of the scene um, from City Slickers. You remember that movie? Yeah. Okay. Some of you are probably thinking already you know what I'm talking about. So it's a movie with uh, Billy Crystal and Jack Palance. Uh, always played the heavies in westerns. And it's a bunch of dudes going on a cattle drive. Um, And there's a scene where Billy Crystal and Jack Palance, whose name is Curly in the movie, um, uh, Billy rides up and says, "Uh, you know, Curly, what's going on? And and, uh, he says, you know, you guys all come up here. You spend 50 weeks out of the year getting your rope all tied up in knots. And you think you can come up here for two weeks and get them all straightened out. And Billy's like, "Well, you know, what's so? What's your secret? What's what's the thing? Uh, You know, what's the secret to life for you?" And Jack tells goes, and Billy says, "What? Your finger?" He said, "No, one thing." Billy's like, "What is it? What's the one thing?" He says, "That's what you got to figure out." (laughs) So I just showed the clip, but it's. NFC, NSFC, not safe for church. <laughs> a little bit of language. Anyway, so we're going to come back to this scripture later on because I want to talk to you about some of the things that I think the Lord is showing me about what the one thing is. Um, we're going to go back here. A few years ago, Ron taught us a series on the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes in particular. And he said one thing that really struck me, which was about blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And I had never thought of that. And And the point was you can suffer loss, and we all do at some point, but if you don't mourn, if you don't allow yourself to be grieved, if you don't experience the emptiness then you will not experience the comfort that the Lord gives. So you can shield yourself from that pain, and you'll get no comfort. But if you open yourself to that, you'll receive the comfort that only the Lord can give. And I was just reading through um, the Sermon on the Mount again, and it just struck me that 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 idea that the Lord can bless us when we have a lack or when we're empty um, uh, occurs or shows up in many of the other Beatitudes. So we're going to read through those and then I'll talk to you about what those lacks are, I think. Um, So from Matthew 5, now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. And the disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So Let's back up a little bit. Um, blessed are the poor in spirit. So, what do the poor in spirit lack? I think, in this case... They lack, these are people who are willing to say, I am not self-fulfilled, that don't, that perhaps are broken and willing to admit it or downtrodden. Um, Those who don't have it all together. We all know the all-together people, right? Right? They all look like they're all together anyway. We know the people who look that way. Um, But in this case, Jesus has come for those who are willing to say, I need help. I'm broken. I can't do this myself. I don't have the resources. The chutzpah. I don't think they had Yiddish back in Jesus' time. But they were Jews, so they probably would have used it if they had it. So, And what do they get? Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is for those who will admit, I'm broken, I need help. Second, blessed are those who mourn. So that would be people who lack, they lack solace or comfort, obviously, um, who have a hole and a loss. Whenever we have, we lose someone who's near to us or something because we can grieve things too. Oh, I should have pointed out that if your phone rings, I'm going to take it away from you. Yeah. And you're going to have to go to the principal's office after class to get it back. So that's just the way I roll. yeah Yeah. Yeah. So... So that loss, if you have that, that loss, you know, the, those who mourn are those who are feeling that loss, and they will receive the comfort. God, he's really, really good. Is he good? Yes, he's good. We were feeling it this morning, weren't we? During worship, God is good. He has amazing riches to bestow upon us, that not, but not. If we're already full of stuff, right? (laughs) Not if we're already full of stuff. Okay. Um, Next. Uh, Blessed are the meek. What do the meek lack? The meek uh, are not found on social media, particularly Twitter, my personal favorite. Um, The meek lack ambition. So they may be strong, or have power, but they decline to use it. Um, the, le- the, the meek lack uh, self-promotion. They're not willing to step on others or do necessarily what needs to be done to advance their own interests, okay? So they've, they've, they lack that which we see so often in our culture today, of people who are uh, that, that idea of if I don't talk about myself, then no one else will, right? Uh, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Uh, what do they lack? They lack self-righteousness. So if you want to receive God's righteousness, you need to admit that you don't have any yourself. That all our righteousness is as filthy rags, right? That we don't have it. So it's another place of, of lack. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. What do they lack? What do the merciful not have? This one kind of flips around a little bit. They they lack judgment. Right, and I don't mean like good judgment or discernment, like we would say. It's the merciful are those who would look at someone who's um, who's perhaps struggling, and not think, "Oh, I'm better than that person." Right, <laughs> in my own righteousness, uh, they understand uh, that that person they're not willing to judge. And we, I think we all do it at times. We judge. You know, we hear somebody who does something, oh, I hear something in the news, for instance, and sometimes I think, oh, someone finally got their comeuppance. You know, that was a person who was doing something bad, and it caught up with them, right? And I, and I just realize, ouch, I just judged them, right? Because who knows why they did what they did, or where they came from? Okay. Um, blessed are the pure in heart. What's their blessing? They will see God. Wow, that's a cool blessing, right? Um, so what the pure in heart lack is cynicism. Right? It's that, that feeling that, uh, been there, done that got the t-shirt, you know, oh, there he goes again, just like always, or those people are always acting like that, right? Um, What did you really expect? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. That's a pretty awesome blessing too. What do the peacemakers lack? Anger, hatred of them. Every time you hear yourself saying the word, they this, or they did that, or them, just check yourself, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because it's really we. It's it's never they. It's always we. (laughs) I catch myself doing that sometimes, like, oh, well, they, oh, those people are, oh. There I go again. (laughs) Yeah. So blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I think they'll be sharing that with the poor in spirit, apparently, because that's also their blessing. Um, Those who are persecuted because of righteousness, what do they lack? They lack justice and security. Um, We aren't promised justice in this this life. Uh, Jesus didn't promise that to us. uh, Or security, for that matter. When he came to um, the fishermen on the shore of Galilee and said, come, follow me, he didn't say, go make sure that your 401k is set and that your will is in order and that your wife and family and kids are all taken care of, and then come follow me. It was just come, and all those things will be taken care of, not for you to worry about. So, Really, and that was and just you know, it just was. That all came from Ron talking about blessed are those who mourn, and I started to see that um, if I wanted to be filled with the goodness of God, I had to be willing to let go of things. Um, sometimes things that are that are bad, right? Sin in my life or or shortcomings in my character, but not just bad, good too. Jesus wants all of that. And his promise is that he will pour out his goodness and blessing upon you, But you've got to be willing to let go of it, right? And, and Jesus wasn't asking something of us that he wasn't willing to do himself. As a matter of fact, uh, the core... The essence of Jesus' earthly ministry was emptying himself of his inherent divine power. He sat in heaven with God, on, th- on the throne, with all the power of God the Father, infinite power and knowledge and wisdom. And he came down, he set all of that aside and came down to earth and was born in a stinky manger in a backwards country in the Middle East (laughs) at a time of without advanced health care (laughs) and and he lived like us. He suffered like us even more than us and then to top it all off he was died in a humiliating fashion uh, for us. So In Philippians 2, I'm going to read this from the New American Standard. Um, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Here's the key. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or held on to but emptied himself, or made himself nothing, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow, and those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So do you see the pattern? Jesus empties himself. God exalts him to the highest name, the name of Jesus. Uh, This happens, you see this paradox everywhere in the scripture. You know, uh, those who are first shall be last, right? Those who, who humble themselves will be exalted, Jesus is doing the, you know, the Lord is saying this to us all the time. Jesus, he modeled self-emptying for us. We're called, of course, to be like him. Um, and I think that this self-emptying is at the core of our call to follow him. That what he's saying is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you have a life I'm going to ask you to give up your life and follow me and to the extent that you will, I will bless you with blessing beyond your wildest imagination, which he's able to do. Now, I don't know about you, but at my house, I have a lot of those, those blue buckets that you get from Lowe's or like the orange ones from Home Depot and uh, Sometimes I want one. Let's say I want to wash the car. And so now i got to try to find an empty bucket, right, to put some water and some soap and, you know. Uh, what are the odds that I'm going to find a bucket that's empty? <laughs> I can tell you at my house, they're really low, okay? All the buckets have something in them, <laughs> okay? Uh, and so I'm going to have to find, either I have to, to Probably I'm going to have to take something out of the bucket, at least temporarily, um, but maybe permanently, and probably clean the bucket so that I can use it because I don't want whatever yuckiness is in there on my car, right? Uh, And I think God is looking for empty vessels to use all the time. I think his eyes are searching far and wide across the earth, and he is seeing the suffering and pain that we have. I think of the refugees from Ukraine. I'm so glad that we're able to do something because God's heart (coughs) is for the widows and the orphans and the foreigner in your land. Okay, So all these refugees are now foreigners in someone else's land. And the thing that links those people is they're all widows and orphans and foreigners is they're all missing their families. Right? The unit that God has designed for us uh, to, to uh, prosper in. And so his heart goes out to them. So our hearts should go out to them. Right? And I'm just glad that we're able to do something to help. So In 2 Timothy 2, um, Paul talks a little bit about vessels. Now, in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels. Must be a nice house. It's not my house. (laughs) No gold or silver vessels. But also vessels of wood and earthenware. Okay, I got those. And some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things... He's going to talk about what those are. You will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. So now flee from youthful lusts, these are the, these things, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a, a pure heart. So Jesus said, um, you know, when Jesus called his disciples, it's an absolute call, okay? It's not like a part-ways call. You couldn't, you know, I don't think you could, you could follow Jesus part-time. It was pretty much a full-time gig, right? Uh, it's kind of like, well, you know, I feel like doing it today, and I don't feel like doing it tomorrow. It's kind of like, well, here I am in Bethany. I might as well do it, right? So Jesus, in Matthew 16, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for... Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. There are those paradoxes, right? So deny himself sounds an awful lot like empty himself. Doesn't it? I kind of think so. So, you know, uh, so returning now to our story of uh, Martha and Mary... Um, you know, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, that few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, what is it that Mary had chosen? I think Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to what he said but I think she's listening with an obedient heart. So if Jesus had said to her, "Hey, Mary, I think Martha could use a hand. You think that Mary would have said, no, no, I think I'll just sit here, really enjoying this. You know, bring the wisdom, Rabbi. <laughs> no, she'd have, been, she'd have been overjoyed to hop up and help Martha because after all, Martha just found out that the rabbi and all of his followers are coming to her house, right? I feel for Martha, because I'd be in Martha's shoes, no question. I'd be thinking, oh, where am I going to put all these people, and what am I going to feed them, and, you know, where are they going to sleep, you know? So Martha's doing that. But Mary realizes, I just need to listen to Jesus and there'll be lots of time for sleeping and eating and those other things later on. Right now, I need to hear what he says. And if he needs me to do those things, he'll let me know because I'm going to be sitting right here listening to him obediently, right? So I think that one thing, Curly's one thing, um, is listening with an obedient heart. And I believe that listening is a skill which can be practiced. Matter of fact, I know it is. It's also listening to the Lord and hearing him is also a skill which can be learned and practiced. And you learn it by practicing it, right? So part of that, and probably the hardest part of it, is sitting still without distraction and listening what the Lord is saying not bringing my list you know there's nothing wrong with a prayer list and agreeing to pray for people but we all need to spend time just listening coming to Jesus and saying Lord I'm here I'm listening what have you got for me I know there's all that other stuff that Martha Martha me is all worried about okay I got my list. I'm going to just suppress that for a minute. I just want to hear what you have to say. I believe he wants to hear that from us. And that time is precious, precious to him. You know, all the time is precious to him. He's happy to come, have you crawl in his lap and read to you uh, your Christmas list. You know, I want a fire engine and I want a dolly and I want a... Call house and I want to right? That's kind of what our sometimes what our lists are, right? But that sometimes he just wants you to crawl up there and sit in his arms and just rest and listen to what he has to say and just absorb his love. Um okay. So let's bring we're out of time, so let's bring the ministry team. And the band back. And I'm going to ask you to do something with me, because I think the Lord may be speaking to you, or will speak to you, about what something that's in your bucket that is keeping God from filling your bucket. Okay? So, let's pray now. Father, we open ourselves to you. We pray that you would speak to us now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come upon us. We open our hearts and our ears to hear your voice. So, if there's something that... The Holy Spirit is speaking to you that he wants you to take out of your bucket. I just want you to take that right now and mentally put it in your hand, okay? And make a fist. Just hold it there, okay? Now put your fist up. Just let it go. Lord we offer up these sacrifices of obedience to you. May they be a sweet incense in your nostrils. Lord, we give ourselves to you. We pray that you would fill us with all your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your promises that you will do so. We trust you, Lord, that whatever we let go to you, you will repay sixty and a hundredfold in joy and love and hope come holy spirit come now We hope you've enjoyed this message. This weekly podcast is available on our website, gracevcf.org, where you can learn more about Grace Vineyard and our vision for people everywhere to know and worship God.